because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. My name is Alex, your host and guide through our Rewatch adventure, and I'm joined by three of my friends who are taking in this season of Survivor for the very first time. You've caught us in the middle of our rapid rewatch of Survivor Cook Islands. We're taking a high-level view, hitting just the high points um, of this season before we continue on our subsequent adventure. Um, today we will be recapping and talking about um, episodes five, six, eight, and nine. We're skipping the clip show um, in Survivor Cook Islands, and we'll bring you right along for the ride. But before we get any further, it's time you meet the other three quarters of this podcast. Uh, Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hello, thanks for having me. Scott, one of, uh, you know, there's a, a lot going on in these episodes, some highs and some lows. And one of the more inexplicable things is that one tribe wins as reward a meal of lamb shanks, apple cider, and bread, which, you know, is a much talked about odd combination of foods, um, especially on the TV show Survivor. And it got me thinking, what do you think could even top this combination of um, of offerings as a, a very odd choice to give somebody as a reward on Survivor? OK, yeah. So I've done some thinking um, What I came up with um, breadsticks. Um, balut. <laughs> <laughs> to reference our previous seasons. Um, and then just to like top it off, like with some Coca-Cola classic. Yeah. <laughs> what if you'd made like, um, like a Bosco stick, but it was Balut was the filling. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be appetizing for sure. <laughs> like a, like a Kilroy's breadstick, but there's Balut inside. Gross. <laughs> well, at least I think the Balut would be in a better, like it wouldn't just be a Balut. You know, like it would be mm. maybe a different texture. You're assuming that it's been processed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming they're You're just, just scooping it out and dumping it inside a breadstick. Yeah. It's um, just like a, I'm it'd be more of a marriage of flavors, you know, instead of it being on the plate, you know. It probably would have more nutritional value at that point than mm -hmm. what is typically inside those breadsticks. So. <laughs> True. Uh, Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thanks for having me. What would you think would be a very odd reward uh, choice? Um, I think it would be interesting to see like the favorite foods, but all together in some kind of like state fair wild ride. So like <laughs> Oreos that we would call chocolate cookies. Yeah. <laughs> with a burger patty in the middle. Yeah. So it's like a hamburger with chocolate cookies and, and um, we would add cheese. So it's a cheeseburger yeah. and peanut butter. Because chocolate cookies and peanut butter, so all together dipped in beer. 
What? Just everything together in one. What? Maybe rolled up in a pizza. What food hell on Instagram have you been on? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, that is horrifying. Yeah, no, I think I think the present, that's why I was getting creative. Like, oh, you you all want these things? You all like go crazy mm. over these specific items every single season? Well, they're all in one now. Gross. <laughs> I, so could, I think I think it, to, it tops it off, you know. It's I weirder. could almost a, get down to a cheeseburger using like Oreo cookies as buns. I'm thinking about sure. that, and I think that would be okay. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It depends. It depends on what the ratio of bun to burger is. Totally, they have to be really. They're no. like sliders. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. to be like smash burgers or something. Can't have, be a big <laughs> thick quarter pounder. On an Oreo cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's can, can, can we just replace the center bun of a Big Mac with Oreos? Like <laughs> yeah. no, they no, gotta be can. double stuffed though, you know. That if they're gonna be a bun. Of course. <laughs> or was it Big Mac? No, it was a Big Mac. Oh, hit well. us up, McDonald's. We got ideas for you. You know you're trying to stay relevant out here. <laughs> you want you want to track the millennials? Get nasty with it. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the survivor pod. <laughs> yeah. Adam, welcome to Outwatch. So good to be here. Hit us with your strange reward meal. So I, I don't know how. This is this would probably be just more disappointing than anything, I guess, is what I'll say. Um, I think I think if 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 they just offered them baba ganoush, some pita chips, like the chips, not like chopped up pita, right? And uh, some unflavored kombucha, I think that'd be a really <laughs> disappointing meal, especially because baba ganoush is delicious when done well. Sure. And when not done well, it's just kind of this weird smoky eggplant thing that yeah. has no flavor but smoke. And you know that Survivor Kitchen is so not. Flavor, let's be honest. Yeah, Survivor Kitchen isn't chips, whipping honestly, up a great like pita chips. Because <laughs> um, pita chips are like, oh yeah, they're they're good, and then you eat a few, and you're like, I'm done. And then, un- <laughs> and then unsweetened stink tea with the kombucha. <laughs> <I'm here> for- <laughs> stink tea. <laughs> I don't know. I'd just be real disappointed. I'm sure if I was starving, but. <laughs> yeah, that's not an ideal meal for sure. I've never actually had the booch, but I work with a lot of people who are really into the booch and it's going to happen someday. <laughs> when, um, again, when done well, booch is great. Sure, I bet. So let's let's jump right in here to episode five of Survivor Cook Islands. This one's called Don't Cry Over Spilled Octopus, a scene which was not included in our recap um, because it's not important. But Christina spills some of some octopus chunks and then blames it on someone else. It's not not a big deal. Um, so not a ton of interesting stuff. Um, this episode, the biggest thing, the headline for sure is Aussie Cowboy and Flicka set off on a canoeing kayaking adventure um, and just stumble upon the other camp. They just roll up and walk in the camp and they're like, what up? <laughs> like Jeff Probst in China. Um, this is wild and to my knowledge, the only time this ever happens. <laughs> 
forgot about that awkward moment. I just took a drink when you said that. I forgot about it. What up? I, I think you guys may be on like a slight delay because you're laughing like three seconds after all the jokes. We had to we had to unmute we our microphone. Unmute. Okay, good. Sorry, um, we were laughing before that. Okay, good. What what you guys think of this scene um, in which Ozzy Cowboy and Flicka roll up on um, the Raro camp? I was honestly surprised that they like the producers let him get that far. Yeah, because I didn't know if there were like be like it's never really come up. So like I didn't know if there was a rule against it. But apparently I, there is not. Yeah, I do think that like since, you know, now that they've seen this happen, other people have tried to do this and they've been like, stop, shut it down. You can't do this. Right. But yeah. Because, yeah, you could like roll up on the other tribe and like find their immunity idol or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good in point. Theory. In theory. But yeah, it was wild. <laughs> it was definitely weird. It was like. It was even weirder by the lack of, uh, I guess, like social awareness yeah. from, I guess, primarily cowboy, I would assume. But like just kind of the everyone's like, this is weird. And cowboy just hung out and like <laughs> talked to him. And that was the weirder part was like, yeah, yeah like poke your head through. Be like, hey, ha, yeah, we were exploring the island, found your camp. Haha, ha, we're gonna head out now. Sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, I figured like, we're I just in the neighborhood. Fine, but <laughs> no. I just wondered too, like, because Cowboy sat down and told them a bunch of history and stories and even asked them for some of their spices and stuff. Yeah. I just think he has more of like a communal mindset of like, hey, we're all out here. But that's not really the spirit of the game. He right. definitely seems to be approaching it more in that like uh Rupert sense of mm. like you're ruining my adventure, not I'm playing a game. Yeah. Which I, I honestly love. I yeah. think Cowboy's done some really awesome stuff. And I think he's a really interesting person. I just don't like. And, you know, can I say he got voted out? Surprise. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're or talking about all four of these episodes this okay, episode. It's all so. muddled. Um yeah. So I mean he left the game and I think it's because he just didn't quite mesh with everyone and i think that's why like i think he's a really interesting person mm -hmm. i just don't know if survivor was necessarily the place for him to thrive in every aspect yeah <laughs> yeah he was like asking for the spices and stuff and i was conflicted because like like the tribe was like obviously like no get out of here so i was conflicted between like feeling bad and like Maybe I would have given him spices, but then I'm like, but this is Survivor. I probably wouldn't give him spices. Yeah. I don't know. Wild stuff. Yeah, nothing really comes of it, but it is just like a real what the heck's going on situation. Well, and I think that there's also there's probably a difference between like he asked for spices and he also is like, hey, do you guys want to like collect coconuts together? We'll split everything like. I don't know. Like, there, there's definitely a. I think there's a difference between those two things, mm -hmm. but I don't know. It was just such a strange interaction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was on the whole. Yeah, and that's. I don't know. It was super weird to watch it, but that was the thing. Is like, I think I could see Cowboy being very genuine. It's like, right. okay, yeah. well, we're here. Do you want to do some stuff? And they're like, no. But he, I mean, <laughs> he meant it. I got where he came from. You know, well, and then, I right. think someone on the railroad tribe even said something like. 
we'll come to your camp and then we'll, you know, like whatever. Yeah, and Cowboy guy who was really mad about it. And Cowboy was kind of like, yeah, sure. Totally fine. Right, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly it. Cause he was like, okay, cool. Like, let's do it. Cause he, he doesn't. Cool. Right. So I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the good, that's a good point is like nothing came from that. Like that was a weird thing that happened. And then I didn't see really any fallout from it or any follow-up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe when they merge or something, we'll see people have, perspectives on others i don't know well yeah yeah that's that is kind of the thing is like it just feels like it was a nothing thing that happened it's just a funny little thing that happened. it was it was like kind of funny but for how long they like included as part of the episode it was kind of right happened right Mm -hmm. and especially like two episodes later two of those people are voted out yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so (laughs) they were already all they were also disrespectful in their montage when cowboy was talking and they kept showing b-roll of like the sun setting and stuff with yeah. him talking to him, like <laughs> trying to make it seem like he was out there for hours talking and talking i was like this okay guy this won't is, shut up this is dramatic <laughs> yeah yeah does get a little dopey edit there yeah um other stuff from this episode that's like notable sundra joins this big alliance with yule and becky um in Aussie, right, which is like a um, one of the few Loctite groups at this point, it seems, right? That was pretty explicitly shown to us. Um, there's also this reward challenge, which also wasn't important but fun, right? This was where they had to like give the weight to different people and like flick us, um, like taunting <laughs> the other team. And um, it was just a fun challenge, I thought. I uh, also wanted to note, because I noticed this a few times at the scene when they had found the other tribe, that if you, like, pay attention to these shots, you'll hear, like, an occasional, like, chicken call <laughs> from the chickens back in the premiere that, like, got loose on their island and are, like, wandering oh, yeah. around tormenting them. <laughs> so just listen. Is that, like... <laughs> is is survivor responsible for catching those chickens oh, and there's keeping no, them from... there's no way they're just letting those chickens go man <laughs> it feels it feels like it feels like a leave no trace component it's like great now we got to go catch a chicken <laughs> <laughs> no i'm sure they've left plenty of trace <laughs> uh anything else from this first episode that you want to talk about jonathan ends up on exile island i2 wins the immunity challenge and stephanie is voted out unanimously here yeah yeah good nothing nothing really yeah. stands out <laughs> yep there's not a lot but this next episode folks this is the high watermark for this um this pairing or or group of episodes here. Episode six of Survivor Cook Island's Plan Voodoo, the iconic episode um, in which both um, tribes end up going to tribal council and both tribes vote someone off. And leading up to this, Cowboy has a dream. And in this dream, he uh, is given a sign which leads him to um, being the first person to come up with what becomes a very like ubiquitous survivor strategy. And that is splitting a vote to flush an idol. Um, 
this scene is incredible and it comes from perhaps the most unlikely of sources. And so I'm just going to roll this clip here in which Cowboy talks about his inspiration for Plan Voodoo. I had this dream. These people were coming into this village and they were kidnapping people and they had this rope and they just wrap around them and they fly real quick and become invisible to others. And so I couldn't, I couldn't defeat them. I had this dream. I was dealing with all these supernatural people and with supernatural power. And there's a shaman lady, like this old lady. And she had all kinds of credit card applications. And she asked me if I have an American Express card or these, all this stuff. I'm looking at it. And I said, what do I need it for? She said, well, you need three of that and three of that. And I thought, three and three. That's how you can defeat the immunity idol. You flush it out. <laughs> and I woke up and I go, whoa, plan voodoo. What <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh? <laughs> Cowboy believes that Jonathan has a hidden immunity idol. So plan voodoo would split our votes between Jonathan and Candace, forcing a 3-3 tide. And if Jonathan has the hidden immunity idol, it forces it to be played. And so that way you accomplish two goals. One, you get the hidden immunity idol out of Jonathan's hands. And two, you get one of those two people to go home. That's great. And then they have to bring Yule in to tell us what he means by all this. <laughs> God, this is... Well, they have, to bring in, they have to bring in the person who actually has the hidden immunity yeah. idol too. Explain the plan. Yeah. yeah. I... I... This is now one of my all-time favorite scenes. This is in- incredible. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of supernatural people who would tie people up with invisible ropes and fly away. <laughs> and then the shaman lady with the credit card applications told him that he needs three American Express cards. <laughs> 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 and three Discover cards. And that's why we need to split the vote. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just confused where the supernatural people come into any of this. <laughs> if you would have started off with the, the shaman lady with the credit card applications, I'm with him 100%. But the supernatural is where you lose me. Honestly, honestly, you're right. Like, it's not like the supernatural thing ever comes back into play. It's not like the shaman lady is like, oh, yeah, well, if you have three American Express and three Discover cards, yeah. you can beat the supernatural. Bit. Like, that never comes back into play. It has nothing to do with the story. No. No, so I've heard the scene. Up, it. cowboy. <laughs> this reminds me of the movie Semi Pro when Will Ferrell's character, like, has a dream and his mom <laughs> tells him, like, how to do the alley oop. The alley oop. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Do you do you remember this scene from Hot Rod too, where the guy's like, "I keep having this nightmare. There's a, a bunch of wizards, and they just, <laughs> I have to climb a tower, and they just want to have sex with me." <laughs> Adam, as a psychology major, <laughs> somebody who holds a an uh, esteemed degree in psychology, what do you make of uh, Cowboy's Dream? I mean, here's the thing. We can psychoanalyze this all we want. He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a he comes up with this strategy, which is perfect. Yeah. He comes up with a perfect strategy to defeat the way that this particular immunity idol is is played. Yeah. And so 
I don't know. Like it, it seems like a tick for the supernatural to me, honestly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes this so incredible is that it's this, it's the wildest thing I've ever heard, but somehow it resolves into what becomes agreed upon correct strategy for right. years in <laughs> yeah. seasons of survivor. Uh, yeah, I'm most... really impressed that he made it from that to that. Yeah. yeah. And like the most ironic thing with it is they didn't even do the plan. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> that book. was really disappointing. He, he came up with this idea, which was the first time it's ever been thought of in mm-hmm. survivor history. And his tribe did not go along with it. And he made like he paved the way for future Survivor because yeah. of this. And they and vote him out instead. Yeah. People have a yeah. Yeah. It that was really disappointing to me, actually. Yeah, it was. So and I, I mean, I don't know what the what the idols are like immediately after this, but hearing that as a producer of Survivor, I would immediately be like, well, now we need to change how the idol works because this is the simple like it's not it's not just flushing it out it's you just you, you know like right. you, you need to you just need to tie your votes up mm-hmm. between two people who you think might have the idol and that's it yep yep for sure like fundamentally fundamentally is like yeah no this is a flaw with the game this is how we beat it yep yep and because in this season they can do the idol after the votes right correct yeah, it's after the vote yeah so that's yeah, that would maybe why they switched it to like before the votes are read. Yeah, I do believe this is the last time that it functions like that. And yeah, I think you're right that Cowboy basically uh, deciphering how to deal with it is probably a large reason why they do change it, which, you know, the idol as is is probably around, you know, is is too present. There's too many of them. But the format of having to play it before the votes are read, I think, is are inarguably better than just getting like a second chance idol. Well, yeah, I mean, it really is like having a second chance idol is really like having an immunity necklace, every single tribal, right? You just, no one knows you have it mm-hmm. is the only thing. So it, it is like having to play it before the votes are read is agreed objectively the better way to put idols into this game. Yeah. And cowboy demonstrates like here, exactly how you overcome whatever the idol does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like if for that person, it becomes a double elimination game for, Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the person who has the idol. Um, You just have to lose twice. Yep. So it'll be interesting to me if like, as we go forward in this season, if like we see people split the votes or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If they actually wind up using it or not. It is interesting, too, that like they they think that Penner maybe has the idol because he's been out to tribal a few times or to exile. Um, and yeah, Cowboy's explaining this, as you noted, to Yule, who is the person who has the idol. Um, and from what we see, he like there doesn't seem to be any suspicion towards him at this point. Um, other stuff that happens in this episode. Um, there is the meal of lamb bread and cider. Um, and then at the end of, so part of this reward is they get this meal and then they also get to do tribal first and then eat the meal when the other groups at tribal, and they also get to kidnap someone from their tribe, um, to be like 
excluded from tribal council and to join them for the next bit of gameplay. And so they uh, kidnap Nate from the I2 tribe or from the Rero tribe, rather. Um, and then, yeah, the vote outs happen. Like we said, it's Cowboy. And then it's also um, Christina, who is eliminated in this episode. Anything else of note? We can talk about the the kind of kidnap trip or uh, twist here as well. Anything with that or um, other stuff that went on here that was interesting to you from what we saw? This is definitely like maybe the most out of any single episode uh, that I've included in the the rundown because it is a pretty great episode. It. I think that Rero's decisions about who they're voting out is really interesting because Jeff lists them off as if they're three different things. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, like, except for the reason they gave for Stephanie, which is basically that her heart wasn't in it, like, they're all about personality things and not like this person is making our team weaker. Which you can make that argument for it, but they don't really seem all that interested in, like, well, do we need to keep these, you know, like JP, do we need to keep JP around for challenges? Do we need to do this or that? Yeah. It's entirely like, no, we just don't really get along with this person. So we're going to vote him out. Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't know. That just struck me as kind of, I, I don't know if that's like good for them because that means you're going into the merger with people that you generally feel like you could trust potentially. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we're in that point where like these tribes have been together probably long enough where you're like, we're in that stage where they're just like annoyed with one another. Mm-hmm. So I could maybe mm-hmm. see that yeah. again. It's probably not the wisest move to just vote people off if you're annoyed by them. Yeah. Um, Even yeah, I don't, it's. It's really it's just really unusual to see a team that has a losing streak this long stick to. Yeah, we're just annoyed by that person as the yeah. reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. not like trying to overthrow power dynamics or something. Yeah, I don't know if the kidnap like really changed the vote, though, because <laughs> I don't know how Nate would have actually voted. Yeah, I mean, it was a unanimous vote, effectively, right? Um, yeah. Actually, let me check that. I don't, don't no, I think that. it was it Christina. Was I, I think it was like Christina was out by one vote. And Nate has a tendency not to be with the majority. So mm-hmm. it, there's a real chance there was a tie vote if Nate had stayed in it. So it was 4-2, Christina to Jen. <laughs> oh, it was 4-2. Yeah. Okay, then and yeah, I don't, I don't think there would have been any difference then. You did get the sense, though, that Nate was going to vote for Jenny rather than Christina, so... It would have at least been closer. Let's move on. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, I think this is the most, like, interesting thing about that steal, the kidnap, though, is they they didn't wind up saving someone who was, like, potentially going to go out that tribal, but they took somebody out of the vote. And I think that as like a strategy play is super interesting too. like if you have any sense about alignment, but don't know who is actually going to be going home, you could in theory figure out a way to save the people that you want to save just Mm -hmm. by taking away votes from the other alliance or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, let's move on to episode eight. Um, you know, listeners at home, if you want to watch the clip show and tell us what we missed, be my guest. My, <laughs> I never watch a clip show. This episode is called Why Aren't You Swimming? Um, due to the drama between Nate and Brad about Brad not swimming in the challenge. Um, so, yeah, in this one we get I2 winning reward um, with Nate's help. Um, is that right? I always switch these. Yeah, 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 yeah. With Nate's help. Um, well... He sat out. <laughs> he did. Right, right. With the lack of Nate on the other tribe, I guess. Yeah. Helping them in that way. Um, Ozzy catches a bird and forms an alliance. Um, Rara wins immunity for the first time in a while. Um, and then, yeah, we've got some deliberation between Flicka, Ozzy, and Penner due to their unique um, pros and cons. Uh, we get some more peanut butter content. It's well known how much survivors love peanut butter. Um, yeah. Uh, what what from this episode was noteworthy to y'all? Um, wh- yeah, like what, what stuck out here to chat about? Other than Ozzy catching a bird. Yeah, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> So did Jonathan. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I just love, I just love, I want to, I want to hang out on the bird for a second. Please. I love Ozzy's description of this where he's like, I went to take a leak and I heard this bird in the bush. So I snuck up on it. Yep. It's like, what? <laughs> you snuck up on a bird? Right, yeah. It can fly away. How did you do this? <laughs> I think this episode in like in a nutshell is like Ozzy's crazy, man. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's just like he's good at everything. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we get so much of this this season. Like there's yeah, Ozzy catching 40 fish at a time. There's Ozzy lapping people in swimming challenges. He's, you know, taking pisses and catching birds. Um, <laughs> you know, he's a man fish monkey. As Candace explains it. Yeah, like as they're talking about it, he's like climbing a tree and like knocking coconuts down. Like, yeah. Dude is like a surviving fool. I, I don't remember if it's this episode or one of the other episodes we watched, but there's like a conversation between Ozzy and Jonathan while Ozzy is fishing mm-hmm. yeah and that was Ozzy the previous one something about like uh yeah like i'm in i'm in my my favorite fishing spot i know all the little nooks and crannies i like to check now and like he's just he's so attuned to all of these things mm-hmm. that he's just like yeah no like this is where i fish this is where i go find all my stuff like i know all the fish that are here now like he's moved in yeah. uh did you also <laughs> catch that christina refers to him as oscar <laughs> No. I, <laughs> yeah, she did. I feel I like I feel like that's that's a that's a hangover from the the original tribes. Yeah. That's that's what she always called them. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Um so one of the like things, yeah, there there's a lot of Ozzy this episode. Um and he is on the chopping block theoretically even though he's not the one who receives the votes. 
due to him being a, you know, a physically strong competitor. He says in confessional that basically his game plan is to be the provider such that they feel obligated to keep him around. Right. Otherwise, in his mind, they can't eat, you know, um, they can't mm-hmm. keep the camp going. Is this a viable strategy in y'all's minds? Do you think that um, in Survivor in this stage that it is possible to go deep and maybe even win as somebody who's trying to play this um, provider um, camp life type of game? I think an old Survivor, which this is like, would this be classified as old Survivor? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like it's it's Old right middle. on the threshold, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I we like... just learned about the vote split, so. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Um, true. I feel like like at this stage and like Pearl Islands, I feel like you probably could. Like, I feel like you could easily get to like the merge at least, like mm-hmm. just being like the person like, you know, doing what Ozzy's, Ozzy's doing, um, like catching all the fish, all that good stuff, because it's so like tribe centric. Um, but I feel like in recent seasons i feel like there's less of a like significance placed on like the whole survival part of the game at this point yeah i don't know if that'll matter or not i i'm always curious i i agree with i agree scott i think that that's the big thing is like where what what aspect of the game are we playing is it really early season survivor where they didn't get a bag of rice at the beginning and like eating is actually extremely important i'm also curious if there is like a quantity component where it's like it actually does play a factor i imagine that for most people who claim to be the providers there are other people in the tribe who could get about as much food as they were getting Mm -hmm. from what we can see no one is anywhere close to what ozzy is doing yeah like ozzy like to to get rid of ozzy you are moving down a substantial step in how much you are eating every day because no one else can catch that much apparently and I think that that's really in like as Survivor kind of progresses, I think that's where the line kind of falls. Whereas like if you are providing a crazy substantial amount of food that no one else can match, then it's a pretty valid strategy for a while at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're catching about as much as what any other person on that island could catch, then I mean, what are you really doing? It's not that it's not that important. But it's like a good strategy, like for him, and that like he still has to go and do it. Like mm-hmm. he right. still has to go, like put in the time to like go catch fish, and like he can't really take a day off from that. Um, because yeah, like if somebody else could do it, like let's say Jonathan's like a fishing fisher extraordinaire. Um, I'm gonna you know, catch these fish. Exactly, <laughs> my um, ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but if you give someone else an opportunity, though, they might be able to like do the same. So it is like yeah. still them to some extent, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This like I made a note in here that this cast is maybe top to bottom like the physically strongest cast that I can think of for a season. It's like these a lot of these guys get lost because like Ozzy's so like impressive, but. I think everybody on this cast, other than like Billy Garcia and Cowboy, were like yolked out of their frickin' minds. Like, yeah. Yule and Brad and JP and uh, Adam, like, literally every other man on this, this season is like 
innate, you know, they're just torqued. <laughs> it's it's unreal. Even even like Jonathan, like he's not. Yeah, yeah. Even he's Jonathan. not really that out of shape. No, like yeah. he's a pretty typical middle aged guy. He seems pretty athletic still. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you've got even on the women too. You've got yes, Harvey and Candace seems really strong, and mm-hmm. uh, Flicka was pretty fit. Flicka mm-hmm. was really fit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Becky, like everyone on this season of Survivor, like they yeah. all seem really fit. Yeah, yeah, top to bottom, physically, this is like maybe the strongest season that I can think of. Um, yeah, in this challenge, we've got. Um, some uh, the the a step where they have these big poles that they have to put in the ground, um, to form like pedestals out of it. And uh, Jeff says the men are arguing over whose pole is longer, um, which had to be pointed out. <laughs> yeah, Adam Adam chortled at that. Yep, it was good. <laughs> have to point it out. Um, and I think by my count, this is the first time we hear Jonathan Penner say ass, which is a recurring thing um, and is excellent every time you hear it because he's like ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's very good. Scott, was this the challenge uh, with the Cracker Barrel pegs? Yeah, yeah. You know the like little triangle game that if you've ever been to Cracker Barrel where you like put the like golf tee looking things in the holes? Yeah, of course. I mean, you try to like, yeah, everybody who's been to Cracker Barrel knows what I'm talking about. Well, the little <laughs> like holes look just like that to me because they were like colored like blue or whatever. Yeah. So like, I was like, this is like the Cracker Barrel game, but giant, <laughs> but huge. <laughs> huge. Or not so huge, depending on who's arguing. True. True. um and then ultimately here flicka's voted out i really enjoyed jessica slash flicka in the time that we had with her this season um didn't remember a lot about her going into it but i wish she would have stuck around longer i enjoyed having her on this season and now we're flickaless we're flicked out we're all flicked out gosh flicking dang it uh shall we move on to episode nine titled mutiny yes let's do it uh here's another pretty interesting episode in which one of the unique twists of this season takes place um yeah we hear from jonathan and candace kind of at the start of the episode talking about how they want to stick together and maybe rejoin um like parvati at some point rather than the group that they're with right now. And then lo and behold, Jeff gives both tribes a chance to mutiny in which in, you know, 10 seconds or whatever it is, you can step off the mat and join the other tribe instead. And so um, Candace steps off and then Jonathan Penner steps off right behind her. So they move to the other tribe, which is now greatly outnumbering the other um, but they lose the challenge um, to this group of four, which is all that remains from the other tribe, right? It's Ozzy, Yule, Becky, and Sundra. Um, and yeah, then Candace gets sent to exile. Yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, well, let, let's talk about this mutiny 
twist first and that it is the first time we've seen something like this. Um, what did you guys think about this twist? Um, was it compelling to you? Did it seem fair? Give me your thoughts. Um, it felt like in these episodes that we watched, it's not like I didn't appreciate any of the twists that they added, but it really felt like they were just throwing things at the wall mm -hmm. and seeing what stuck. Because they were like, here's a twist and here's a twist and here's a twist and here's a twist. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting to watch, but I was just like, there's so many. Is it this, just wasn't normal. Is mm -hmm. this the season immediately after Pearl Islands or are we like separated a while? We're separated a while. It's been like okay. six seasons in between or so. It just kind of feels from time to time like they had a bunch of leftover pirate themed mm. ideas and they kind of like, well, let's throw them in here. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, there is a lot of that, isn't there? Huh? Yeah. We even had a, even like like barrel even rolling. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the yeah, the tribal set is a shipwreck like the. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think. I, I didn't hate this as like a, something to dangle in front of the players. I, I think it is an interesting thing. Like we're, I don't know how many days at this point, like 19, 20 something mm -hmm. um, days into Survivor. And, you know, you're not, you're not necessarily thinking as straight as you normally would be. Maybe you haven't made great connections with the new tribe that you've kind of established. And you could really easily make a rash decision of, oh, I'm going to jump ship and rejoin my old teammates and hope that they <laughs> feel the same way about me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like, and that's, and, but that feels like the only decision you're actually making is a really rash decision. That's ultimately not probably not the best one. Mm -hmm. I mean, eight times out of 10. So I, I think it's interesting to dangle in front of people for sure. Yeah. I also mm -hmm. think everyone knows that the merge is coming very soon. Right. So I wouldn't think you'd want to like piss people off right now unless yeah. you really were confident that you could build up an alliance on the other side. Yeah. But even then, like, couldn't you do that when you merge? I don't know. It's just very risky. Yeah. This also only works as like for entertainment value if the players don't know that this is going to happen. Yep. If they do, then it becomes a real strategic thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you have and to I make don't them, think it's as entertaining. Yeah. Make them like make a snap decision. Yeah. What do you think about it if you compare it like you set it up to a standard tribe swap? Are you more interested in this or seeing just like a standard? OK, drop your buffs, grab new buffs or swapping tribes. I I think that considering the merge is so close around the corner, doing a tribe actually not and I'm saying this out loud. I was I was really gonna be against this because the merge was around the corner. But I think there is something interesting that if you force them to swap for two challenges and that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. That is like an interesting like leveling of the playing grounds mm -hmm. because they're they're potentially people that you haven't interacted with at this point in the game still. And now you kind of have a chance to like develop some sort of footing with them. Yeah. Before it's all like it's all or nothing. For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like you can opt into a swap here at the, you know, 11th hour. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I wonder you're, just, you, you're pissing off so many people by doing are. this. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it'd be interesting if they did the mutiny like the third episode. Mm-hmm. Like instead of doing like the first uh. tribe swap, if you like do the mutiny instead of the tribe swap before like people could establish relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because then like people, you might be have you might be more apt to like seeing if people would switch or not. Mm-hmm. In a situation before. in which the original tribes aren't you know, uh, s- uh, sectioned off by race <laughs> in, a, in a normal season. <laughs> yeah, I did forget about that twist. <laughs> See, that's good though. That we don't even good. care about it now. <laughs> um, so let, let's talk about the uh, the remaining four I two members now, right? So we've got Yule, Becky, Sundra, Ozzy. The only four people left on this tribe, everybody else is on the other tribe. They win the reward challenge. It's very like um, cathartic, it seems, for them to beat these people that just ditched them. And then they go and get letters from home and we get an interesting um, and kind of like character building scene for all of them. What do you think about this position that these remaining four I2 are in now? Um, seemingly way down in the numbers coming in to emerge here any day now. I mean, they're now my favorites and I want all of them to win equally. (laughs) Everyone gets a quarter million. (laughs) It does. It makes them like the rootable underdogs for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I really like them. (laughs) It's just so like. I don't know. I don't know how you go into the merge at this point. Like, what is yeah. your what is your strategy going into this? Like, mm-hmm. you you need to figure out. I mean, I mean, like on the one hand, like worst case scenario is they've they're everyone on Rero except for the two that mutinied have bonded, and they voted off two of your players, and it's basically like a Survivor China situation where you took two people and then voted them off immediately to, you know, just hurt the other team. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what like, like best case scenario is uh, everyone like the, the two people that mutinied um, strike up their old alliance and everybody on Raro is like, Oh wait, those people were never with, with us. Like screw them. We'll join the other people now. Yeah. So it just it entirely depends on like how how you play this entirely depends on how the mutiny goes over with everybody. Mm -hmm. And considering they've gotten rid of Brad already, I think that they're kind of in the worst possible position they could be in. Yeah, yeah, there's no you get like talk this episode about them being kind of sketched out by Jonathan um, and not really trusting him. But yeah, ultimately, all the votes land on Brad rather than Penner. Um, let's talk about this challenge, which is interesting, too, in that, um, much like Cowboy broke the, uh, the original Hidden Immunity Idol last episode, or two episodes ago, rather, uh, Yule breaks this challenge where they have to, um, align their, like, this crosshair on their glass-bottom boat over a target, and then drop the balls into the baskets. And you'll realize is like, wait, actually, I can just look down this chute that I'm dropping the ball (laughs) through and line it up that way. 
And so they win for that reason. Um, also, this includes the iconic, um, you know, uh, the Rero tribe is struggling. Um, and Jeff makes a comment and Jonathan goes like, oh, oh, please, Jeff. And Jeff snaps back with Jonathan getting frustrated with me. <laughs> yeah. Which is excellent. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's the inflection in his voice. So like, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. like, he keeps the same like narrator, like cadence. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's like he didn't even acknowledge what he was doing. Like like Jeff <laughs> Jeff has an out of body experience when he's narrating <laughs> or commentating on these situations. Just Bob right. Costas inhabits his body. <laughs> and Pedro Strope, perhaps asking for forgiveness <laughs> for some deceased relative. <laughs> This is the it's is this the six year anniversary of that? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I saw that <laughs> today. So, so, so the there was a Cubs relief pitcher who uh-huh. came in in like the eighth inning, and he he like gave up a home run. They were up by one. He gave up a home run. He hit a player. He like walked a player. Something like that. He did very. And bad. then uh, the Cubs came out. Yeah, and the Cubs came out to uh, trade him out because he's just doing awful. And by, as he's walking off, he like the uh, strobe is the pitcher's name. He like looks up and Bob Costa is the commentator. <laughs> he's like looks up like he's looking for some deceased relative to apologize to. Or, like, oh like, something like that. It's so funny. It, this wow. is like Strobe always did this, right? Like it was like his one of his rituals or whatever. He would like walk off the mound and like look and point up to the heavens after every appearance. Yeah. Yeah. And Costas is like asking for forgiveness from some deceased relative after this horrible performance. Oh man. Oh, it's so good. I'll send it to you guys. It's excellent. I watched that live and I was like, what is he talking about? Oh man. <laughs> Anything else about Survivor? <laughs> let's let's talk about about where we think we're going from here, right? So we've seen to this point, well, how many total episodes are there? We've gotten through 9. Yeah, there's only 6 episodes left. Um well, 5 actually when you exclude um the the reunion show. So yeah, we're we're uh, barreling towards emerge here, right? Any time now, we've got this big group at Rero. You know, people like uh, Nate and Penner and Parvati and Candice and Adam over there. We've got the I two four of Ozzy, um, who you know looks like a potential challenge beast, and then Yule and Becky and Sundra on the I two side. Um, wh- what are you expecting? Um, going forward, or or who are you know? We know that you are enamored and pulling for the I two folks, but yeah, what what are you looking for um, in this next set of of episodes? I feel like the pace is going to pick up immensely because we got like what? So there's 
like four non finale episodes left and we have like however many people left to get down to that yeah f- five non-finale episodes yeah i was right the first time okay so yeah. i'm like i feel like it's gonna be like a lot of like like the merge would have to happen quickly and then from there it's just gonna like pick up steam really quickly so i'm expecting like the intensity to pick up too mm-hmm. as it usually does with these seasons mm-hmm. is is this a final two or a final three it's a final three okay yeah, I, I don't know. I I want I want I to to get over there and shake things up in the merge, but I doubt that that's what's going to happen. I think Rara is going to stick together for way longer than they should. Like the people who are on the bottom of that tribe are going to stick together long enough, like too long, not be able to make any moves. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is going to be I feel like this has been a really entertaining season, but it's going to wind up being kind of disappointing from a strategic perspective. OK, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just the sense that I get now. Sure. Emily, what are you seeing um, up ahead? No, I think that's it. I honestly haven't thought about it. I think that's an interesting point. Because like I said, it feels like they're just doing twist after twist, but I don't know how much that's actually affected the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'll be interested. I feel like they they have switched people up so much that the people in this season probably have gotten to know other people more than they would in a regular season where there was just like some original tribes uh, some swaps like a swap and then the yeah. merge but this one they've had like original tribes then new tribes then didn't they make another or like they've had a lot of like kidnapping of, of yeah. other tribe yeah. mates and just the know. mutiny yeah um so i'm interested to see how that affects like yeah how that affects um alliances and stuff mm-hmm. but i don't know i just i think that like I, I think that the strategy of people who play Survivor hasn't like this is like it, it just from like the sounds of it, like we're starting to transition to a new phase of playing Survivor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if this exact same season had been played 10 seasons later, it would be a fascinating strategic look at Survivor. Yeah. But just because of where it is, we're just kind of like we're we're stuck with too much of the classic idea of Survivor and some innovation but i not necessarily anyone who's like really pushing the innovation of survivor as a strategy game Mm -hmm. um i i think that we're also in that phase of like editing to show the strategy of the season isn't that important like candace candace seems to be talking to literally everyone Mm -hmm. on it's like there's there it seems like it'd be really easy to edit her to kind of be like really passive which is what it seems like and also edit her to be really strategically scary yeah and and, you know just because of the way that survivor is right now we're not necessarily seeing the best of anybody sure from a strategy perspective even if they are doing interesting things yeah there are just still so many people left in the game, though, too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah and it's that's a huge absolutely season. true. I mean, 
we're not even to the merge yet. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We have seen Candace with really interesting, like conversations with lots of people, though. She does seem to be like um, seen as an ally by lots of different kind of groups. And also worth noting that even though we haven't hit the merge yet, uh, Brad is the first member of the jury. So. That was um, revealed at the vote out. Yes. Okay. Um, anything else from these four episodes before we wrap up for the day? Pay close attention to your dreams, guys, because you may just stumble upon a game-breaking survivor strategy hidden within <laughs> the messaging of your dream world. If only we could have the self-awareness of Cowboy. Seriously. Man. I don't I don't have enough sh shamans in my dreams, that's for sure. <laughs> Me neither. Or credit card applications. So I need some more credit card. cards, yeah. apparently. <laughs> I wonder if for a long time, American Express was like a sponsor of Survivor. I wonder if they still were at this point. Because there's like... <laughs> it is... It is the only credit card that he actually mentions. Like yeah. if you if you listen to the clip, he doesn't say another name of a credit card. Uh -huh. It was like seems strategically edited out. <laughs> yeah, I have three American Express cards <laughs> <laughs> with <Just> zero <laughs> with no annual fees and four percent cash back on dining and entertainment. <laughs> that would be a great card with zero percent annual fees. To get 4%. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, next time on Outwatch, we will continue our speed watch of Survivor Cook Islands. Um, TBD will either have three or four episodes, depending on the pacing that we want to go for. Um, but you can expect the next block of episodes coming your way uh, make sure that you are subscribed or following our feed so that you don't miss this or any other episodes from outwatch and check out our listener support option in the description um, thank you to our supporters who are um, sending some money our way to keep producing this program we greatly appreciate it uh, thanks again and we will talk to you next time <laughs>